So let's talk about the Minnesota coronary experiment, the Sydney, tri Sydney heart trial or study and the rose corn oil study. So the carnivore and keto crowd are always like, oh my God, did you see this one study? Kind of like what I talked about in the last podcast about that one study. So first of all, to be clear, these studies are literally from the 1950s. Not only that, the studies were thrown away and discarded by their authors because the authors thought they were so bad and so worthless and the outcomes were so useless that they weren't worth keeping around and that they thought, the authors thought that we should probably throw these away because they're very, very poorly done. Now, the keto crowd and the carnivore crowd is like, well, this was recovered data because they were trying to suppress it and it's all these conspiracy theories. But let's say that that is true. They were trying to suppress the data. Well, we now have it. And it's horrific. Um, it does not support their argument whatsoever. And it, it's literally a bunch of nonsense. And even Paul Saladino, the carnivore MD, when I was debating him, he he gave me that uh, go. He's like, you know what? I get it. You don't like Minnesota, Sydney, Rose Cornwell. We're not even going to talk about that. You know, he's like, listen, I know you don't you don't support those studies. You don't agree with them. So he must have done some background check on me. At least he knows what I believe. He's like, so let's just skip those because those, you know, they're basically nonsense, right? They're not going to convince anyone. He's not going to convince me. I'm not going to convince him. These studies, for the most part, are poorly done. But let's go why. So first of all, these studies were designed to try to prove that switching from butter to vegetable oil or like saturated fat to an unsaturated fat was going to be healthier. And they tried to design the studies in a smart way where you could follow people and change their food and see what they were doing. So the first one we'll start with was Minnesota. Um, so what did Minnesota do? They went to like nursing homes or like the mental institutes and they mental hospitals. And they knew that the population was going to be steady. These people aren't going anywhere. They're, they're mental institutes. People are sticking around and they're not going anywhere. Why don't we give half of them the non-saturated or unsaturated fat and leave the rest of them on butter, right? So the first one was Minnesota coronary experiment. They had 9,570 participants. The problem is 75% of them dropped out. Insurance rates and coverage had changed and only 2,300 of them were left. So you had like a 75% dropout rate within the first year. And then an additional 1,000 or so dropped out after that. So you had like almost a 90% dropout rate. So this high, severely underpowered the study, which is probably why they threw it away. But it gets even better. Um, so it lasted only three years, not, not five plus. They originally wanted it to be over five years so they can have enough power, statistical power to say, well, yes, this worked or no, it didn't work. And like I said, the, they wanted to prove if saturated fat being substituted for linoleic acid or an unsaturated fat or anything would actually make a difference. So they used soft margarine at the time. They had no freaking clue that this was trans fat, but they basically substituted butter for trans fat, which, as we now know, is more atherogenic. Now, some people claim, well, no, the authors knew it was atherogenic or whatever. Like, that's nonsense. Why would they give people something that, would, that absolutely would kill them like, or kill them faster, let's say? Uh, so that's just nonsense. But this was a 1958 study. We have 70 more years of data but it gets even better. They recovered it in a basement. Like I said, it was thrown away by the authors because it was a ridiculous study. But Ramsden and his group, 2016, I mean, he's done this with the other studies, some of the other ones as well. But they did go and recover this in a basement. They found a bunch of boxes and an old notebook and whatever. 
The problem is a lot of the history and the cardiovascular endpoints, the psych history, the psych medications that they were on affect your lipids, um, drug use, lots of that stuff. There were many lost deaths, like some people were just lost out of the study and or deaths. They died and no one recorded it. No one knew why. No one put in why. So a lot of the data was completely unreliable. There was a lot of missing participants in the control group. And the kicker, which tells you how unreliable it is, like if you wanted absolute proof that this is unreliable and a nonsense study, which obviously Paul Saladino, Carnivore MD, sort of agreed with me because he wasn't even going to bring it up. He's like, I'll give it to you. I ain't going to bring it up because it's ridiculous. But, and maybe that's not what he meant. Maybe he was just not going to bring it up because he doesn't think I would go with it, whatever the reason. But the best part was that smokers, people who are active smokers, bad diabetics, like they are diabetic, insulin resistant, higher BMI, meaning more overweight, more obese, and hypertensives, people who had hypertension, all did better in this trial than those that didn't. So if you were not a smoker, didn't have diabetes, were your correct body weight, and were not hypertensive, you did better. You know, the, the people who had all of those horrible things actually did better. So that tells you that the data basically is unreliable. And when data is unreliable, you just throw the study away because it's ridiculous. Hence the throwing it into the basement. That was a study that was supposed to be 9,500, almost 10,000 people. Supposed to last for a long time to be powered enough to say some of these things. It obviously wasn't. The next study they like to bring up is called the SDHDS, whatever study, Sydney Diet Heart Study. Similarly, also recovered in the basement. This only had 400 participants, uh, which is ridiculous, but it was tiny. In, in today's world, this would be called a pilot study, which means it's not even a study. Also, back in the 1950s, um, they put 200 people in the saturated fat arm and 200 people in the linoleic acid or non-unsaturated fat arm. And again, they gave them a, they gave the, they replaced saturated fat with safflower, safflower oil and soft margarine. Again, it was called, they actually used the Miracle brand. Again, this is a trans fat. All right. Uh, so that is also kind of like a useless study. You're giving people something that kills them faster. So you're taking away the butter or whatever it was they were eating and you're giving them something that accelerates their death. Also a nonsense study that probably isn't uh, that helpful. But even on top of that, linoleic, linoleic acid levels were so minimal in the uh, uh, trans fat or the soft margin they were giving them that it wasn't even really a study of linoleic acid. They weren't giving people linoleic acid. That's the that's the fatty acid that all these like carnivore people are so obsessed with, the seed oils. It, they didn't even give them that. <laughs> it turned out to be uh, a nonsense study that they didn't even get the levels up to where it should be to even make a comparator. The next one is this thing called the Rose Corn Oil Experiment. After twelve, after two years of follow-up, this was a study of literally like 26 people in each group. There was 26 people in the, uh, I think it was the butter group, and then they, they had a rose corn group and a olive oil group. After two years of follow-up, 12 participants in the corn oil group, nine in the olive oil group, and six in the control group had had a major CV event. Deaths due to heart attack were two, one, and zero, respectively. So with that few participants, 
you cannot draw any conclusions. Like, what could you possibly say about a study where there were only 26 participants in each arm? Not only that, they were supposed to eat 80 milligrams uh, a day or 80 milliliters a day of these various oils or you know, their diet or whatever. It turned out after the first 18 months, almost nobody could tolerate that much oil a day and almost nobody was even eating that much oil a day. And when you only have one or two deaths here and there in a group out of 26, that, that's not even reliable data. Like who even, how do you even know that that wasn't coincidence? So it did not meet statistical uh, significance at all. And it was g generally a nonsense uh, study. The very low event rates, very low amount of participants. Um, you cannot conclude that the results were due to the actual thing being studied, or it was just a random coincidence. What they should actually look at, uh, these carnivore keto people or the anti-seed oil people, let's say, is something called the LA Veterans Trial. This was actually a brilliantly designed trial that they actually should probably look at. It was brilliantly designed. Veterans in Los Angeles or LA were given a diet high in saturated fat, uh, versus oils for eight years. The oils that were used were corn, soy, cottonseed, safflower, and soy soybean. They tested the linoleic acid levels in adipose tissue. They actually did adipose tissue biopsies. And this is what Carnivore MD, Paul Saladino, was arguing with me about some of the studies on seed oils. I don't know how we got onto seed oils in that discussion, but he brought it up. But he said, well, you need to take tissue biopsies, you know, of adipose tissue. And I said, well, look, the studies that I that I've been talking about have done 76,000 biopsies to prove that these people are actually eating linoleic acid. So this study, the LA Veterans Trial, people were actually eating the linoleic acid proven by biopsies. They wanted to make sure they were actually getting it. So that's how they proved it with tissue biopsies. So they had an institutional diet high in animal saturated fat versus the same diet, the institutional diet that's high in animal saturated fat, with a diet that's been replaced, the fat, two-thirds of the fat was replaced by one of these oils. So they didn't even really take away all of the saturated fat. They just replaced two-thirds of it with uh, these oils, these linoleic acid seed oils, whatever you want to call them. The food was provided because this was a closed institution. This was not like um, free-living ad libitum people running around eating whatever they want. And it remained blinded. No one knew what they were actually getting. And it's very difficult to do this in diet trials where the food is provided and it remains blinded and what have what have you. So they found that there is fewer atherosclerotic cardiovascular events uh, and deaths um, in the group that got seed oils, um, fewer deaths, fewer uh, event rates, um, and they had uh, excess, um, any of the, they found also that any of the excess deaths that were not related to cardiovascular disease were due to like some kind of uh, trauma, automobile accidents, motor, motorcycle accidents, um, what have you. So that it was the LA Veterans trial. And like I said, it was brilliantly designed because they were followed for eight years. Um, another meta-analysis that I always point out is the study that was published in Circulation, um, where they looked at, they wanted to compare seed oils um, to saturated fat, obviously, taking away saturated fat, what have you. This was a study published in Circulation. They had 68,000 participants where the endpoints were met 15,000 times. Endpoints are like 
strokes, heart attacks, death rates, you know, whatever you're measuring. They had 15,000 endpoints in this uh, study. The people, the participants were followed for up to 31.9 years, anywhere between 2 and 31.9 years. And not only that, they had 76,000 tissue biopsies. So it's a very, very well done study. This was not something that they kind of whipped together or what have you. They were very, very well done meta-analysis looking at basically any good, well done research study on this or all of the research studies done on seed oils. And literally, this is what they came up with, that there was a 40% reduction in all endpoints, cardiovascular endpoints. I think it was 40 or 46. I don't remember the exact number. But there was a significant reduction in cardiovascular endpoints for people who switched off saturated fat to unsaturated fat, specifically linoleic acid, because that's the one everybody's always talking about. The number of authors on that group was so extensive and so long that it was actually insane. It was ridiculously long. Um, they're probably one of the longest ones. The conflict of interest statements and the funding and all of that was solid. Like literally, you have nothing against the study. Like they had, they have no vested interest. They don't sell, you know, margarine or saturated fat or linoleic acid oils or anything. Nobody was like an industry, you know, executive or anything. But the study found that seed oils are basically cardioprotective. Cardioprotective means it protects you from cardiovascular outcomes, whether that's heart attack, strokes, peripheral artery disease, you know, microvascular angina, you know, basically any any vascular problems anywhere, seed oils were actually protective when you substituted out saturated fat. And this coincides and corroborates a lot of the data and evidence that we've had before. Almost any study that you've ever looked at, if you replaced saturated fat with mono or polyunsaturated fats, you ended up with better outcomes. I mean, this is not like new. You replace butter with olive oil, you do better. In fact, they found that canola oil and olive oil tracked together. There was no difference uh, between canola oil or olive oil. Canola oil, which is seed oil, which is the one they worry, they, they complain about the most, rapeseed oil or whatever it's called, at different places call it different things. But they found that the canola oil uh, tracked, that has more monounsaturated fat generally, um, olive oil does too, but it has a little more poly, um, but they found that canola oil in some of the studies was actually more cardioprotective than the uh, olive oil in and of itself. So we've always known that olive oil is healthier than butter and that a lot of times if you give people olive oil, uh, they actually do better and you know they have cardiovascular protection. A couple of studies were done on that. Uh, the PrediMed, uh, let me just go over that real quick. So the PrediMed study was done in Spain, I believe. They had about 7,500 people and every week they would send them either a liter of olive oil, uh, a bunch of nuts, or nothing. You know, they were randomized almost as it was it was a prospective study. And it's very difficult, like I said, to do nutritional studies that are prospective and the food is controlled. So they did it kind of like we're gonna give you a bottle of olive oil every month or every week, whatever it was, um, or mixed nuts or small non-food gift items. They had to have it placebo controlled. So they gave them non-food gift items so that they're getting something in the mail, you know, every week or every month or what have you. So the groups that received the olive oil and nuts, and they were tracked for 4.8 years, almost five years. The group that received mixed nuts or olive oil had a 36% reduction in cardiovascular outcomes. And the cardiovascular outcomes, again, are like cardiovascular death, strokes, heart attacks, what have you. 
Um, so this was a very, very well done study where they actually gave people food and kind of let them go and said, you know, let's see what happens. Here's some olive oil. Here's some nuts versus here's a gift of like, I don't know, some trinkets or whatever. And that is what they found. So it was really, really well done. Another study that was done, that's a diet intervention, was called the Lion Diet Heart Study, L-Y-O-N. And this was a study of people after they had a heart attack or stroke, mainly after a heart attack. They wanted to see if a Mediterranean-style diet would help protect people against further heart attacks and strokes. Now, obviously, most people come from a very bad diet, baseline diet to begin with. So when you put them on a Mediterranean-style diet, you're going to see a significant, huge improvement in their outcomes. And this Lion Diet Heart Surf did show that within four years, there was a significant uh, reduction in next or second uh, heart attacks or stroke. So it was a it was a secondary prevention trial with a diet intervention. And it, and then it showed a huge difference. I mean, you imagine a diet intervention that shows like a 70% reduction. I think that's what it was, like 70%. It was something ridiculous. It was something super uh, high and never been seen or done before. Let me let me actually look that up real quick and give you the numbers. So yeah, so depending on what outcome you were looking at, there was like a 30 to 70% reduction in whatever endpoint or outcome that was. So this is another study showing that adopting a Mediterranean style diet is a fantastic way to live. And if you want like an easy Mediterranean style diet book that teaches you how to make Mediterranean style foods and recipes and all of that, grab my heart to heart cookbook. It's in my links. It's always in my links. It's called heart to heart cookbook. Or if you go to drallo.net slash heart, it is a Mediterranean diet cookbook that is also organized by calories because I'm a weight loss physician. I'm a certified personal trainer. I'm a cardiologist and I support weight loss tremendously as well as getting good heart outcomes. That book is probably the most brilliant book I think I've ever seen. In fact, the dean of my medical school, Dr. Karen Nichols, the medical school that I went to when she was the dean of medicine, she wrote a review that was, she's like, I'm a connoisseur of cookbooks and I have billions of them. And this is by far the most unique, interesting concept I've ever seen in a cookbook because it's designed super uniquely. The chapters are divided up by calories needed to cause weight loss. So if you need to eat 1,800 calories a day to lose weight, you go to the 1,800 calorie chapter, make breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. They're all Mediterranean style, super flavorful. You will lose weight. Not only that, because I'm a personal trainer, I don't want you to lose muscle. You have enough protein in each chapter, in each 1,800 you know chapter, let's say it's 1,800, 2,000, 2,200, 1,600, whatever. Each chapter, it has enough protein for you to not lose lean body mass or not lose not or protect lean body mass from uh, going away when you're on that diet. So I highly recommend grabbing that. You can go directly to the link at drallo.net slash heart. That's dot slash heart. Or just click on my links, um, which are in the description or the show notes. That's just dralo.net slash links. Uh, you can always get there. But this is just a summary of all of the studies that we basically know on seed oils, what they do, what they don't do, what is the best diet, what isn't the best diet. If you love this podcast and this information, please scroll down a little bit. Give me a five-star review. Leave some nice, kind words. I don't do this for myself. I want you and your friends and your family to spread the word so that everyone knows how to actually live healthier, happier, based on science, not crazy grifters or crazy nonsense that you see out there every day. 
So I hope you love this. If you do, I will see you in the next episode. Peace.